What's up? This is Ralph Trezvan. You're listening to Reviews and Done with my dude, Derek Dunn. Keep it locked, fam. What up, world? Once again, it's Derek Dunn back with another throwback, a.k.a. Flashback Album Review. Now, the album I'm beginning to tonight, folks, is from the original Nasty Man, the man who had Prince open up for him, the cat who has an iconic catchphrase that cats in their 20s know him more than his music. That's right, folks. I'm talking about Rick James. And, you know, for my young heads out there, this man is much more than I'm Rick James, bitch. You know, there's more to his uh, rapport and more to this man than that. So my guest today hopping on the line is a old school player from the Himalayas, a gentleman that I've been Facebook friends with for a while. This cat's a author. He gives back to the community. Hell, this cat, man, whenever he travels and he's in Austin, back in simpler times when we used to have the SXW Festival, this cat would always keep me posting what was going on. Like I was actually there without being there. So I want everybody to give it up and welcome to the line, the original player from the Himalayas, my man, Darwin Hamilton. How you doing today, sir? I'm doing wonderful. Great opportunity to share tonight. Well, thank you for hopping on the line, sir. So, uh, you know, earlier before we hopped on, you know, we were talking about uh, the NBA Finals. So my man, Mr. Hamilton, is like me. We're riding with the Lakers to get that uh, ring this year. You know, not going to get too deep into that, but he's a West Coast cat, and I'm a LeBron fan. And for me, I just think that they're playing with a little bit of something extra for Kobe. So no shade to Miami. You know, I mean, I think either way it's going to be an ex- exciting series, but I would love to see – LeBron and the boys do it for LA this year, especially for Kobe, you know, because I think we're all still kind of heartbroken over Kobe passing away. What do you think, Darwin? Yeah, I mean, it would be a great tribute to bring a chip back to LA for that very reason. And, um, you know, it's been a few years since they've been to the big one. So, yeah, that, that'd be a wonderful tribute for Kobe. All right, folks, I'll let you guys know that we were going to a Rick James album. So we're going to do Rick James Street Songs, probably his most well-known album, just the hits that are on this album. And it's one of those albums that came out in 81, about a month or so before I was born. So April of 81 is when Rick James released Street Songs. So Mr. Hamilton, how old were you when Street Songs came out? I was... Um about eight because yeah, I was born in 73. So yeah, I was about eight years old in, in 81, eight or nine, yeah. You know, even though you were uh, a youngster, what do you recall just about the impact of uh, Rick James back in 81 at that time? Yeah, I mean, you know, I didn't um, appreciate it as much as I did when I got to be a little bit older because I was familiar with, you know, Rick's previous albums and of course, you know, Give It To Me Baby, that real funky, upbeat sound that he had. Um, but, you know, my age, we always thought, you know, hey, that's that weird cat with the braids <laughs> and, you know, crazy costumes. But, hey, that was the era. But, yeah, he was probably the only guy that had his hair like that and, and those outfits. And so he was just kind of outrageous, you know, for us. Yeah, man, Rick was... <laughs> Rick was a character, and I mean, you guys all know that I'm big on um, biopics, and I'm letting y'all know now, 
just after reading Glow, Rick James' autobiography with uh, David Ritz, if they ever do Rick James' story, it has to be a hard R borderline NC-17 because, I mean, this cat was off the chain, but, you know, it was the 80s, though, so, like, he was just, he, he was Rick. He was on some serious stuff. I mean, we're going to show our age right here now, but uh, Darwin, do you remember back in 19, say, maybe 91, when In Living Color did that skit, uh, Misery Part 2, and Keen Ivory Wayne was playing Rick James when he, when he kidnapped old girl, <laughs> he wouldn't let her leave the party. Like, he forced her to do all this wild, crazy-ish, and was just like, that shit really yeah. happened. Like, it really yeah. happened. Yeah, I don't remember the skit, but I do remember the reality of uh, that whole incident where he kid he kidnapped the chick and was burning her with a crack pipe and and all that kind of stuff, you know. But Rick was a was a ladies' man, you know, so he he had all kind, and um, that's kind of what a lot of his music and, and entourage, you know, alluded to, that he was definitely a ladies' man. Yeah, off the chain, man. All right, folks, we're going to get right into it. So this is Rick James, Street Songs, 1981, with guest Darwin Hamilton. Up first is Give It To Me Baby. time so classic song uh one of the singles top the charts for three weeks back in the summer of 81 so i imagine i was probably pooping in diapers and not sleeping through the night when this train was a hit but a classic song perfect way to start the album um i know back in the day sometimes singers would start the album with that first hit and then we get weak that's not the case with street songs because this entire album just goes in so perfect way to start the album 
classic song. Mr. Hamilton, what do you think? Yeah, it sets you up for the energy that he's about to bring through the rest of the album. And, you know, there's even some tracks that kind of follow that same theme as you listen. But yeah, this was definitely a high energy album full of a lot of funk, man, and gets you ready to get out there and get on the dance floor in the 80s, you know, get fly. Because, um, you know, I remember being a kid growing up in the 80s, and that's pretty much when everybody had some kind of style about themselves, especially. No doubt, man, no doubt. If you can um, recall, man, like I grew up in, growing up in the 80s, when I became legal and actually started clubbing, we didn't dress up going to the clubs. And I can remember my, you know, my, you know, my mom going out, you know, with her girlfriends or at the time, like, you know, my stepdad, when they would go out clubbing, they always dressed up. Like, you know, you weren't wearing jeans and a jersey and sneakers to, a, you know, a club. It was like, yo, you put on a tie, brothers had on, you know, pressed jeans and actual dress shoes or slacks. Ladies were dressed to the nine. Hell, sometimes I bet cats would go to the club and then wear the same thing they wore to the club to church on Sunday. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it was that era, you know, you know, you was also a part of that, you know, androgynous era that, you know, transcended through R&B pop where, you know, you had men with the long hair, guys were wearing the ruffle shirts, but for the brothers, I mean, you know, we was wearing slacks, button downs, cummerbunds, you know, the full set. And uh, that was just the typical look. I mean, you was going to have to be dressed to the nines or you was going to get roasted. And you weren't getting in the club either. <laughs> We're going to keep it moving. Up next is Ghetto Life. Third track, I'm sorry, third single from the album, Punk 
funk is how critics describe that. I mean, this brother had fuzz tone guitars, horns, hand claps, and backing vocals by the Temps, man. That's just a crazy yeah. combo. And one of the lines in the song, Rick says, one thing about the ghetto, you don't have to hurry. It'll be there tomorrow, so people don't you worry. <laughs> yeah. Real talk. I mean, yeah, this is just, that's only on track, too. And we we haven't even gotten to the big songs on the album yet, and it's already, like, just a groove. So it's all you yeah. play. What you think? Yeah, I mean, he's bringing you that energy. And he's also talking about the kind of action that you get in the ghetto as a young boy trying to get into some trouble. So you might, you know, get you some action at one of them older women <laughs> out there in the, in the streets or in them clubs and stuff. So that was, uh, you know, my, my takeaway from it. It's one of them songs too, man, that I am in this case from right now, but I could easily hear this song in a montage of a, uh, hood movie where somebody's selling drugs and like you know they're showing his his rise yeah. up because it has that like right. that swing to it all right so yeah Woo. rick was a bad boy yeah all right, we're gonna keep it moving we're gonna get into the album tracks now make love to me is the next song Track three, an album track. Man. All right, now see, as nasty as Rick was back in his day, yo, it was still tasteful and it wasn't um crass or vulgar or nothing like that. And I don't know if that was um Janet Dubois or Mary Jane Girls on the background vocals, but they both had a uh part with the uh background vocals. Decent album track. Um I think my only complaint is after the first two songs, the sequencing, I would have maybe put it towards 
the end or in the middle, but I mean, definitely a fire track. Again, you know, you guys often hear me say this. It's a song better than a lot of people's catalogs that are doing hits right now. We ain't gonna say no names though tonight, but usually we do. So, uh, Darren, what you think about? Yeah, I, I would agree. And that was probably one of those lesser known ballads that didn't get a lot of airplay because I actually missed it and, and don't remember it until I revisited the album. I, I thought it was um, well-produced vocals and I don't think people really appreciate Rick James's vocal range. I mean, he didn't have a lot of range, but you know, it's kind of how he hits that, uh, I want to say it's like an operatic, you know, kind of melodramatic way that he uh, stretches out his vocals that makes him unique and highly un underappreciated. Yeah, and if you folks really want to hear like Rick, like Rick really singing, I mean, yeah, you know, there's a big song on this album, but the album before this one, Garden of Love, is very, very R&B heavy, very ballad heavy. There's like barely any funk or any uh, up-tempos of that one. So check out uh, Garden of Love in your leisure time. So what, man, we're three for three, and it hasn't been a, a crappy song yet, so we're going to keep moving. Up next, Mr. Policeman. policeman i had to let, let that one ride out a little bit longer man rick was getting conscious with us man i haven't heard that join in man yeah. a, a minute and it, i don't know if it's um ironic that the night after the debate the first debate of you know 2020 election we hear this song and you know one of the things that you know joe biden said last night was we need to get back to the police being in neighborhoods and being friendly towards us and you know, Darwin, Darwin and I both grew up in the 80s, so that's one of the things that I can recall growing up in the 80s was police had such an active presence in the neighborhood. And, you know, they weren't all bad. I mean, you know, I'm, 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 I'm sidetracking a little bit, but I mean, I feel like it's necessary. But, 
the D.A.R.E. program, you know, cops actually being friendly, showing us that, you know, you don't got to be afraid of us. And it's just ironic, again, that the day after the first debate and we're talking about policing right now in this country, you know, the song was put on my heart by the man upstairs to listen to. So, yeah, that's crazy. And shout out to Stevie Wonder, who's playing harmonica on the intro. So, yeah. Darwin, what do you think about that song, Darwin? That was probably one of my uh, least favorites from the album. And um, I mean, I can tell that it's probably heavily produced by Stevie Wonder, aside from his, his harmonica. It just sounds like something that he would produce. On the messaging side of it, I mean, here we are almost four decades later, and what he's talking about is the distrust for police, you know, almost 40 years ago. Actually, and, and that's what's not working for me because the, the tempo of the song is upbeat, but the message is so conscious, you know, about police brutality and distrust. Yeah, yeah, and I can see that. Um, I think for me, I kind of phased out the music and I was more focused on um, his, you know, the lyrics, not really the beat. But to caveat what you're saying, though, you think if, say, he had given this song to say uh, a reggae artist, but it was like, you know, noted that produced by Rick James, written by Rick James, but it's for a reggae artist. Yeah. It would have yeah. been a little bit better. I, I think, I think so. Yeah. Now that, now that you say that, I mean, just the, the melody of it sounds like it would be a lot better in, in a reggae. Yeah. I, I agree with that. All right, cool. Yeah. And folks, again, you know, even though, um, where it's set in the album is kind of similar to the um, track number, the song that precedes it, album tracks and where they kind of at after the first two songs that you notice later when we get into the album, the sequence is kind of off, but again, Mr. Policeman is still a song better than a lot of cats out today. We're not going to say no names, but you know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're going to keep it moving. Up next is the big hit, the one you all know as soon as the beat drops. I ain't even gonna introduce them to let you guys hear it. Yeah. Hey, 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 hey. She's a super freak, super freak. She's super freak, yeah. 
super freak. Yeah, now, the, yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, I, I wanted to play a little bit longer, but you know, I'm not going to. Just hear my favorite part in the Temptation Sing. But uh, yeah, you know, we're not going to get into all that, unfortunately. A classic song, I mean, what can you say about Super Freak? Sampled numerous times, a karaoke hit, just numerous movies. But I don't think I've ever heard anybody try to cover this song and do it the way that Rick did it. I mean, now, when I did see Motown the Musical, they performed Super Freak very, very briefly. But that's like, it's, it's Rick's song. So I don't think anybody... Mm-hmm can ever do it and do it the way Rick did it. What do you think, Darwin? I agree with you, man. That's To me, that's like somebody trying to cover a Cool in the Gang song. I mean, you know, that's just signature Rick James. That's, to me, it's his his, uh, anthem that everybody knows, and and it's not not to be touched by anybody else. Yeah, even though Hammer did, you know, flip it up with his ass. Yeah, the sampling may work, but yeah, trying to cover that. No, can't nobody cover that. Yeah, you know, it's just the um, it's the the energy that he brings to the song, and like it's it's Rick's signature song, and you know, earlier before we you know started the podcast, you know, Dharma and I were talking about Prince, and you know, it's there's just certain Prince songs you don't try to cover because you you can't you can't do it, and. I mean, folks really try, but it's like, you notice how the only, it's maybe you can count on one hand the folks that have successfully pulled off a Prince cover, especially the ballads and the slow jams. Like, it's like you're not going to be able to do Insatiable the way Prince did it. Don't even try. Like, you, like you right. can't do it. Leave it alone. All right, folks, we're going to keep it moving. I hope you guys are enjoying uh, myself and my homie chopping it up over street songs. Up next is another big song. I don't even got to introduce her. We're just going to go right into it. Wow. It's really good to see you again, baby. And I must admit, you're looking very, very, very nice these days. I guess life must be treating you well. I've just been doing the same old thing I've always been doing, you know, I've got a new lady now, and it's a little different than it was when I was with you. You know, I think back to when we met, the way I used to be, and the cold way I used to act. But more than that, I think of how you changed me with your love and sensitivity. Remember when I used to. Pain 
See, we're gonna get into this song. So I, you know, I, I had to pause it because this is a classic song right here, and I got I gotta give Lady T rest in peace her props. So we're gonna talk about Rick first, and then we're gonna go back to the song and give Lady T her props to talk about Lady T's part. Now this joint right here, man, I can remember being a kid and my mom having the song on repeat, just telling me, you know, like little boy, when you're older, you can really, you know, know yeah. this song. Is about yo man the way that Rick comes in on the song and like <laughs> yo I'm, I'm I'm looking at my guy right now smiling and old school yeah. playing <laughs> he yeah. already knows what's up like yo this shit right here like when you in the doghouse forty plus years later you can still play this track right here and get out of the doghouse and even the way the intro comes in with uh you know got a new lady now it's sort of different than than it was when. I was with you. If every yeah. man out there ain't ever experienced no <laughs> shit like that, you know, that's when it's like you walking randomly and you just see, you know, somebody from your past and you're like, yo, man, damn it, man, I messed that up. You know, it really was me. It wasn't, it wasn't her. So, Darwin, what you think about Rick's uh, verse on that yeah. song? Yeah, man, it's one of those um, real player introspective reflective type of songs, you know, cause that's exactly what he's done. He's, he's looking and seeing his ex and, um, you know, doing that introspection of how I messed that up. And, um, you know, I needed to do some work on myself. So it's, it's a song about some growth that's taking place in his life when he sees the one that, you know, he lost or let get away. Yeah, that's, that's one of those epic, I would say probably top five, duet ballads of all time man in R&B definitely if, if not number one yeah we definitely got to give uh, Lady Tierra Flowers so you know we're going to let some play a little bit a little bit longer and you know hear the late great Tina Marie and you know if you guys have heard my other podcasts in the past you guys know that I'm still kicking myself to this day that I didn't go see Tina Marie live when she was at the Birchmere yeah. here before she passed away and I had a chance to see her live, and I think I had another show that night, and she was yeah. gone a few years later, man. So rest in peace, Tina Marie. But right now, right here, September 30th, I'm going to give you your flowers. Then I kissed your lips and you
so much and you showed me so much love and sensitivity that since you've been gone, I don't think I've ever felt this way before. <laughs> you know, it's funny how a man can change so quickly from a cold-blooded person thinking he's God's gift to women. Remember how I used to do that? <laughs> I must have been crazy then. Remember when you used to right away that is such a rarity in music because no matter how talented you are vocally you normally don't hit the high note like right away she hit that note and just oh man just whatever i done done wrong i'm like look i'm telling my you know lady at the time if i'm still you know a single cat look call tina tina's gonna tell you everything i did wrong and whatever she tells you she's right because i was a piece of shit I messed that up, so listen to her. She's going to tell you everything I did wrong. Just, ah, man, I miss Tina Marie. Darla, what you think about Lady T's part? Definitely. I mean, she's uh, a blue-eyed soul sister, the greatest of all time, as far as I'm concerned, vocally. And there was really nothing that she ever produced, even as a solo artist, that I didn't like. And um, she's an artist that I bought even in the latter part of her career. So like you, I... um, regret that I never got the chance to see her live in, in concert. But she's also reflective, you know, and, and talking about her growth in, in that toxic relationship that they formerly or previously had, you know. Yes, sir. All right, we can keep it moving. Up next is uh, Call Me Up. And, you know, I apologize to anyone that uh, thought that song was a little bit too long. I mean, it's just a guy with that play. So up next is Call me up. Hey, baby. Hey, baby. 
right, that was Call Me Up, Mary Jane on the background vocals. Um, definitely album track. I can kind of see where it might be seen as a throwaway track, but I think it's one of those songs that um, probably kills it when it was done live because the production is so slick. And mm -hmm. I think for me, it definitely has like a little bit of early hip hop influences. Like I could easily see him having dancers on stage popping and locking and doing like a dance routine. So definitely not, not a bad song, but I think it's just a track that it come across better live. Like, you know, it's probably one of the songs if I had it, had it playing in the car, I might skip this one. Like I wouldn't keep it on repeat all the time. So, I mean, still a, you know, good song and better than, you know, other people's entire catalogs, but uh, definitely, you know, comes off a bit as fillers. Tiny smidgen. Darwin, what you think? Yeah, I mean, I appreciate the bass line. Like you said, the production is smooth with the horns. And, and that's one of the things that I really miss about music today is the production with live instruments. And uh, you can tell that was incorporated, you know, throughout his music and especially the 80s, 70s and 80s. All right, folks, from at the end of the album. That's right, people. Back in the day, you know, you always had sometimes less than and tracks but uh yeah and again you know it's songs on this album they kill people's entire catalog we're not saying no name so last song on the album below the funk past the j i want to talk past the joint i was born a city they call buffalo zero degrees below it's too damn cold and funky my own up was racket with big kids and no father. She said she couldn't hack it. On the east side, where I started singing, on the corner of high end, out with all the hula, that's the joint. Now the love that I find in the shifter, such a cry of pity, ain't no love for brothers, that's the joint. Pass the joint. I think I wanna talk about the place I was born. I was torn. Give me one more hit. I ain't finished with it. I got some more to say. Now the players hanging around the main strip, acting like they own the trip. If they had my cash, they could be hit. Strange, the gossip is so tragic. They call me a faggot, and me and all my women laugh at it. Love, I got my good friends there. They really keep me dancing, keep me really laughing. Me, my dog, and horses Hanging out with my family Talking about stone shitting Say, Pastor I think I'm gonna talk about the place I was born I was torn Say, Pastor Joint I need me one more hit I ain't finished with it I got some more to say Need to talk Alright, that was Pastor Joint Close out the album with a funky number now this joint right here, um, another album track, but a quality album track. And I think this is Rick's um, autobiographical side. And this track right here is one that it'd be criminal if they didn't feature this in the movie, possibly showing, you know, no, no disrespect, but possibly showing Rick's relapse or again, another song for a montage where he's going through something and he's reflecting on what he did and how he's messed up. It's where he is now. Uh, funky bass line, 
great lyrics, um, perfect closeout to the album. Darwin, what you think? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a song that's formulaic with this with his sound. I mean, it just kind of has his signature sound again with the heavy bass line and, and the horns. And, and not a lot of artists um, can can do that and do it well. So I, I thought it was, uh, in fact, I mean, it is his best album. So I, I enjoyed the album. Cool, cool. Well, all right, folks, you guys know how we do it. Uh, Darwin, give me your top three songs and a final grade. Number one track, Fire and Desire. Um, I'm, I'm really a, a heavy ballads guy, so I did also enjoy Make Love to Me, and of course, um, Super Freak, you know, that's, that's the signature jam there. I'm gonna go with Fire and Desire, Super Freak, and Give It to Me Baby for my final grade. I'm gonna say uh, A minus. Darwin, what's your final grade? Yeah, I, I give the album an A. Cool, cool. Well, I hope you folks enjoy learning about um, Street Songs. Uh, just iconic album, classic album, easily his best album. But I mean, his his catalog is just crazy impressive. So if you all really want to hear like Rick's catalog, go and check out his albums because he has some um, gems. Side note, this was the first album nominated by a Black male artist in the category of best rock vocal at the, at the Grammy. So shout out to Rick for that. So again, you know, I hope you guys have uh, enjoyed hearing myself and my man Darwin Hamilton chop it up over Rick James Street songs. Before we go, um, you guys know I'm big on supporting Black businesses and supporting Black creatives. So Darwin, I understand you're a author and wrote a memoir. So tell us a little bit about that and where folks can purchase that. Yeah, my memoir is called 25 Years Later, A Sentence from Crime to Redemption, Advocacy and Leadership. And basically in that I'm chronicling my life growing up here in, in Austin, Texas throughout the 70s, 80s and 90s during the crack era when I was actually arrested and was incarcerated. So it's, it's a reflective memoir that brings us up to date into some of my criminal justice reform advocacy work. Um, the book can be found on Amazon and Barnes and Nobles um, in both Kindle version for $5.99 and $15 for the paperback. Well, cool. So folks, check that out. And where can folks find you on social media? You can find me on social media, Facebook, Darwin Hamilton first and last name. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at DHAM, D-H-A-M. 629. All right, folks, once again, I hope you guys have enjoyed our conversation on the classic album, Rick James, Street Songs. And you guys always know I end up with a quote. So we're going to, you know, leave with the man himself. Now is my time. Everything I've done up to this point is just a warm up. This is where it all begins. The late, great Rick James. Until the next time, done out. Yo, what's up? This is Damien Crazy Lakes all from the R&B Group Guy. And remember, you're in the mix with Review and Done with my man, Derek. Check him out.